Welcome to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. In the news this week, Poland is pushing ahead with plans to establish an energy giant with the clout to compete in international oil, gas and power markets. Polish oil refiner PKN Orlin this week announced signing a letter of intent to acquire the country's state gas monopoly PGNIG. PKN is a leader in central Uh, Europe's fuel market with six refineries and thousands of filling stations across the region. PGNIG, on the other hand, uh, is a gas producer mainly in Norway and has oil, gas, trade, storage, distribution and power generation activities. PKN earlier this year also bought national power company uh, Energa and the European Commission has just given the refiner conditional antitrust approval to acquire another Polish refining firm Lotos. The conditions are that PKN will have to sell various Lotos property, including a stake in a refinery, nine fuel depots, and nearly 400 filling stations. Uh, Taking PKN, Lotos, PGNIG, and Energa together, you have a combined company with around $51 billion in annual turnover and $5 billion in core earnings. These energy mergers are part of plans by Poland's uh, ruling Law and Justice Party to consolidate and expand the state's role in the energy sector. But it will be interesting to see how long it takes for the PGNIG deal to take shape and whether the EU regulators will approve the acquisition and with what conditions. Under the Law and Justice Party, Poland has had a rocky relationship with the European Commission over the years over competition rules, but also civil rights and judiciary issues. Uh, moving to the Middle East, Saudi Aramco has announced plans this week to reorganize its downstream business, which it is looking to expand both at home and overseas. The business will be split into four units, fuels, chemicals, power and infrastructure, with a process expected to be completed by the end of this year. Uh, one goal here is to make Aramco's downstream business more efficient and better able to compete in international markets. But the company also has to consolidate its downstream operations into separate subsidiaries to avoid paying higher taxes under a new regime set by the kingdom. Aramco, of course, has just closed the $69 billion takeover of Saudi petrochemicals giant Sabic from Saudi Arabia's uh, sovereign wealth fund. And this move will bring its overall petrochemicals capacity to 90 million tons per year, a lot of which is gas based. Uh, but Sabic still keeps a separate share listing, potentially creating an obstacle to Aramco's downstream consolidation plans. Uh, over to South America, Brazil's Petrobras has just closed the sale of 10 shallow water oil and gas fields in the Campo Basin to London-based Trident Energy for $365 million up front and up to $650 million in contingent payments. This is part of Petrobras's sweeping divestment drive aimed at clearing some of its huge debts, which grossed $87 billion at the end of last year. Uh, Let's remember that back in 2015, the company had almost $130 billion in debt, uh, earning it the dubious title of the world's most indebted oil company. Since then, it has been looking to sell dozens of fields and other assets to reduce its leverage and continue funding its deep water core activities. Uh, the fields acquired by Trident were first developed by Petrobras in the 1980s, but they still fil- uh, they still flow to 22,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. And Trident, which also works off the coast of Equatorial Guinea, uh, sees potential to increase their production and extend their lifespan. 
In Canada, the government is taking a hard line against methane emissions. By the end of summer, it wants to have a plan in place to cut upstream uh, methane emissions by 45% by 2025, fulfilling a key part of its Paris climate change commitment. Uh, the government is trying to strike a balance between growing the Canadian economy, in which energy plays a major role, and meeting climate change mitigation targets. This is an approach that attracts criticism from interest groups on both sides of the equation for not going far enough in their direction. But Canada's gas industry hopes to play a significant role in reaching goals on both sides. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next week.